Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. What happens to most young people today uh, is what always happened to young people, that they want to, to understand uh, sex. They want to, to see how it's done. And what we used to do was that we talked to friends, we talked to older brothers and sisters, we talked to cousin to try to figure out what it was. We, you know, read uh, a book in the library about sex or we came over, you know, some, some magazine and looked at pictures and that was how we kind of, of, of was influenced by, by other people's stories and images. And then we used to explore sex by ourselves with a lot kind of more of time, you know, you had to find someone and, and you had to explore that person's body and see what that person did to you and how that felt and what you liked and so on. Today, what happens is that a lot of young people, they go directly to the internet, they search for, for porn, and then what they see is many very violent images and images showing clearly uh, a male domination over women and it's a lot about about you know punish fucking women and and that kind of 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 uh, that kind of of images and i think it has a huge impact on how young people today see sex because they've seen so much porn before they actually start having sex. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Erica, welcome to The Unmistakable Creative. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, it uh, is really, really, really cool to have you here. You know, I came across your story uh, by way of uh, the Rashida Jones documentary series, Hot Girls Wanted. And I remember sitting with um, one of my business partners and my roommate thinking we really should get her on our podcast because that would be a fascinating interview. And so I started Google searching and uh, somehow found my way to your website. And and here you are. So before we get into your actual work, um, I want to ask you a question that I think is very relevant to your work. And that is, what did your parents do for a living? And how did that end up impacting the choices that you have made with your life and your career? Mm. Uh, well, uh, let me tell you that I was born in Stockholm, Sweden, to 
start with uh, in the year 77, so I just turned 40. And when I grow up, uh, my parents, well, my dad, he had his own company. He was into computers. Uh, and my mom, she was a head nurse, actually, but she was home with me and my little sister for a few years when we were small. And then uh, when kind of the, the economical crisis started in Sweden in the 90s, she got tired of just waiting for results from my father and decided to, um, to get back to work, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and what impact did that have on, you know, kind of how you've made your choices about your career? Well, I, it's it's hard to tell, but of course, I mean, my father had his own business and I have my own business. My little sister also owns her own business. Uh, so that's prob- that, that, that is probably something that comes from, from uh, a family background. Uh-huh. And I think that I was also very, very encouraged to see my mother get you know, back, uh, back to work and to to starting to take care of a situation. So she was definitely someone that 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 impressed me uh, when I was uh, a young child. Yeah. What was the reaction from your parents when they found out what you're doing? <laughs> Well, I guess that uh, my mother took it kind of, you know, like, what the hell? What are you doing? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to get involved with something so dirty as pornography? Uh, but then when we started to to talk about it and she started to realize that, that what I really wanted to do was uh, changing something that my view uh, was uh, you know criticizing the mainstream porn industry and trying to to see if it was possible to do it differently then she understood it and she definitely supports me and she's very happy you know to see that I am happy and that I have such a great life and I'm doing what I want to do and she sees that you know that media and film festivals and and so many people are interested in my work so uh, she she does she does understand it but I think that she felt also me being such a good student at school that she expected me kind of to do career in uh, international relations she she thought that maybe i would be you know someone like working in in the united nations or something like that Mm. you know so i remember uh either reading or or seeing somewhere that you were a feminist and and gender studies major in college um yeah i I thought it was really sort of an interesting paradox uh because you know you did that and then you've become you know a porn producer uh Mm. and so i'm curious how did you you know go from one to like how did you end up where you're at like what led you to this point yeah well, it's kind of a long story, uh, you know, as, as, as always in life, life takes you from one thing to another uh, and sometimes it's not really a straight road. Um, but uh, what happened? Well, I guess uh, I studied political science as, as my main studies at university. Um, 
a main part of that was human rights, feminism, gender studies, uh, and I identified as a feminist very, very early. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know, when you're in in um, around, you know, when you're in university and you're trying to figure out who you are and 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 your sexuality, uh, it kind of came natural to me to to watch porn. Uh, so I I did, and I realized that it's like. I didn't like what I was looking at, you know. I didn't like the the, the the concept. I didn't like the idea that it was so male-centered. Uh, but still, I felt that those images uh, had some kind of, of of power over my 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 sexuality, my body reaction. I got turned on by looking at pornography, and I liked the idea of that. But at the same time, I felt super confused, and I felt mm, I, I, I felt that most of the of the images had that classical structure where the women were basically pleasing the men, but it was all always about the male sexuality. Uh, and I remember at, at that point back at university that I talked a lot about this with friends. Uh, and uh, I never had, I, never, I really, at that point, I never had the idea of doing anything at all about it. It was just something that we talked about. Uh, then I was uh, studying languages at the same time. I wanted to learn Spanish, so every summer holiday I went down to, to Spain and I fell in love with Barcelona, this wonderful, amazing city that I'm living in and I've been living here now for 20 years. Uh, and I... Um, I wanted to stay here uh, and on that road I had to take a few different decisions in life uh, regarding uh, education and my work situation and what what could I do for living in, in, in this city and basically it started with that I had friends working in uh, the audiovisual industry, uh, nothing uh, poor related they were doing basically advertising television cinema and uh, they hired me first as you know a runner a driver uh, I made coffees a production assistant and I started really to learn everything about how to make films and I realized that for me, that was a huge passion. I loved film. I had always loved film, but I had never thought that that could really be something that I could work with. Uh, so I started to take some some um, uh, courses to study film, and uh, when I when I had an opportunity to to write and direct a short film. I somehow got back to those ideas that I had had years before at university when I started to think about pornography and if it was possible to do it from a different perspective. Because I always felt that, that pornography 
could be different. I had so many discussions with people just telling me that no, that porn is porn. There's no way you can do it differently. But I felt that porn is just a genre showing explicit sex. And you can do it from your point of view with your values and who you are so you can uh, you can do it with feminist values for example and that was what I wanted to explore so I wrote uh, a first short film uh, I gathered a little money and I produced and directed it and this was in the year 2004 it was a short film called The Good Girl and when I you know, finished the editing and I looked at the film, I realized that it was actually good, that it really showed something different. And I showed it to different people and they were all uh, very, giving me very positive feedback. And I started to send it to a few film festivals. I won a few prizes. And then uh, I decided to... uh, put it on the internet because I didn't know what to do with this film really you know there was there was no like there was no uh, way of, of, of distributing it or selling it to anyone and this was at a time where internet um, had started to uh, to be able to stream video so I started and blogs were very popular and I started my own blog ericalas.com and I put the video there and in just a few weeks I had had two millions of downloads and I was completely amazed and I said to myself wow this must be something. It's not only me wanting something different. There are other people out there looking for something similar that I want. And people started you know, to write to me and they were saying, hey, Erica, please make more. We want to see more films. We love your films. And that was really the moment where I kind of said, wow, here I think I found something. I think there might be a market for this. Wow. Uh, so many, so many, so many questions come from that. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I grew up in a culture where, you know, talking about sex is, is pretty much stigmatized because we're Indian. Like, I don't think I ever had a sex talk with my parents. The one my sister told me about was incredibly awkward. Um, and, you know, a lot of parents are listening to this. So I, I remember something very distinctly that caught my attention that you said was that porn is, is sex education today. Um, yes. You know, one, why do we have these cultural stigmas around this? Like, you know, from your perspective as somebody who makes this kind of work um, and, you know, what do you say to parents who are listening? Well, uh, that's that's a lot of questions uh, in the same question. <laughs> yeah, I've been known uh, to do that to people. Let's let's, let's try to, to start thinking about uh, that the thing that porn has become sex education because I think it really needed to be talked about. Um, what have happened the last 10 years uh, on the internet is that uh, the porn tubes started you know they were not there they were they weren't born 10 years ago they started around 10 years ago and they uh, all these different kind of because there's many of them they are putting up a lot of pornographic material for free uh, where you know people can access this just from one click kind of um, 
And that has what has happened is that today they say that porn is estimated to be one third of all internet traffic. And that is a huge number. That means that porn has become very influential over the way, you know, we are thinking about sexuality and sex and interaction uh, between, you know, genders and, and so on. We are learning from porn how to have sex. I used to say that when I grow up, uh, there was no no internet open for everyone. We didn't have the technology that we have today. Today, people are walking around with porn in their pockets, really, you know. They have a mobile phone, and from that mobile phone, they can access porn wherever they want to. Um, and and uh, the funny thing is that what happens to most young people today uh, is what always happened to young people, that they want to, to understand uh, sex. They want to, to see how it's done. And what we used to do was that we talked to friends, we talked to older brothers and sisters, we talked to cousins to try to figure out what it was. We, you know, read uh, a book in the library about sex or we came over you know some some magazines and looked at pictures and that was how we kind of, of, of was influenced by by other people's stories and images and then we used to explore sex by ourselves with a lot kind of more of time you know you had to find someone and and you had to explore that person's body and see what that person did to you and how that felt and what you liked and so on today what happens is that a lot of young people they go directly to the internet they search for for porn and then what they see is many very violent images and images showing clearly uh, a male domination over women and it's a lot about about you know punish fucking women and and that kind of 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 uh, that kind of of images and i think it has a huge impact on how young people today see sex because they've seen so much porn before they actually start having sex and what they are doing instead of you know kind of feeling for themselves what they may might like well they reproduce what they have seen on all these uh, porn tubes online and it's i mean it's clear to me that porn and sex are quite different you know porn is 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 a basically a, a male fantasy created by so many uh, porn producers and and porn directors uh, and many of them are very similar they have the same kind of idea to you know like they like boobs and butts and drinks and the cars and you know and it's all about like huh, I'm gonna take you baby and, and that is the kind of sexuality that they are learning and I think that I think that we need to show an alternative to that kind of, of, of the sex. I think we need to show sexual relationships between people uh, that are equals and that are 
both there to give pleasure and take pleasure from the other person that shows a real connection between them and intimacy between them and that shows uh, more real techniques when it comes to sex you know for many many women for example uh, what you learn from porn is that women come very easily from penetration and that's not true that's not true at all that makes a lot of women feeling like failure when it comes to sex because they can't reach an orgasm through just penetration they need some stimulation they need to touch themselves to be able to come and porn most of the porn out there doesn't show that for example Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things I'm curious about is on the flip side of this, porn is also somewhat stigmatized by people, right? And I'm sure you've seen this TED talk about the um, your brain on porn. So I'm curious, one, what has your work shown about that? Like, what is the impact of porn on the brain? Um, you know, and also, like, how does this differ across cultures? Because as I told you, you know, one of the things that I realized is I come from a culture in which it's literally very awkward to talk about sex with your parents. I mean, I think I've seen my parents kiss each other once and I was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, can I, I wish I could unsee that um, because that's just the culture I grew up in. So I'm curious what um, how, you know, what your experience has been in terms of receptivity to this across cultures, as well as, you know, like, how do you answer that question of what is the impact on the brain? Um, and does this actually, you know, like does a lot of watching a lot of porn negatively impact people's sex lives um, in certain ways, which I realize are three questions in one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I guess I, I mean. I guess we also talk so much about the the negativity from porn, but porn can also, we have to remember that porn can also be fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And it can really help people and it can heal people and it can make people feel, you know, great and wonderful and and the whole idea of it is 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 to get turned on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a quite a quite fantastic idea in itself and I, I agree with you that we have so many insecurities when it comes to sex we feel ashamed and we feel strange and we feel alone and we feel that we might have perverse kink ideas uh, that are obscure and and so on and and I think that if people you know people if they, if they see other people, having sex many times they realize that they are not so alone that you know their their kind of ideas around sexuality actually is shared by a lot of people um i i think it's it's sad that we are so so ashamed about it but it is also different as you say in different cultures definitely i mean here i lived the last 20 years in spain uh, which is more of you know a mediterranean latin culture and i see that people are easier uh, when it comes to sex and being close to other people uh, here you see people you know kissing and touching and and it's something that it's just like in the culture uh, then I was born in Sweden and Sweden is 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 a, a shared country kind of kind of uh, when it comes to to sex a lot of people think that uh, Sweden is very very open-minded very very liberate and 
it is in a sense, but then it's also um, kind of 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 uh, conservative when when it when it comes to porn. Porn is something that is that is badly looked. Uh, upon in in Sweden, sex is positive, but porn is negative, and I think that also comes from from how and when feminism grow uh, more important, uh, because the early feminism uh, had these ideas that pornography was something very negative and always kind of bad for women, uh, while uh, the new feminism or feminism today uh, has realized that uh, pornography can be something very positive. Mm-hmm. And 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 there I lost the, uh, the rest of the question that I don't really yeah, remember no, at this no point. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then. 
right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. <laughs> um, the the other question about this was sort of the impact on the brain because I know there's a TED talk about you know uh, the impact of, of you know you, your brain on porn and and you know you've got this constant sort of stimulus response dopamine release that happens and I, I'm curious like is it something that negatively negatively impacts relationships between men and women in some cases and also like you know can it be something that is bad for somebody's confidence. Like, well, can there be a negative impact of this? I'm is what I'm of, aware of. Of course, there can be. I I think there can be both. Uh, there can be positive impacts and there can be negative impacts. It depends on what you are looking at, obviously, mm-hmm. and and who you are and how how uh, how 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 much of it you are looking at. It's like everything. Everything can turn into an addiction, right? Uh, if you do too much of it. Uh, so I guess that this has really to do with kind of healthy habits. How yeah. do you use it? How much do you watch it? Uh, is it something that makes you uh, want to quit, you know, uh, real relationships and, and you get just into, you know, watching porn and that's the only way you get stimulation? Then obviously I think it's, it's sad. <laughs> For, for you, right? Yeah. But I mean, I think that most people can handle it. You know, I think that most people, uh, they, they, are, they have a healthy relationship to porn where they look at it now and then uh, to, to get the result they want, right? To get right. turned off for, for a little while. Yeah. Today's episode of The Unmistakable Creative is sponsored by Design Crowd. Unmistakable Creative listeners have used Design Crowd for logo, web, and graphic design. Here's how it works. You go to designcrowd.com and you set up your design brief and you'll get submissions from anywhere between 60 to 100 designers from around the world. If you like the designs you get, you can then improve payment. If you don't like what you get, you can go back to the crowd and ask for more or ask for your money back. To see what other unmistakable creative listeners have designed and save a hundred bucks on your first project, visit designcrowd.com slash creative and use the promo code creative at checkout for a hundred dollars off. Today's episode is also sponsored by our friends at HostGator. They host your website and they have 24 seven live support via phone, chat, and email. An easy to use website builder if you're not tech savvy, one click WordPress installs. And if you wanna switch from an existing host to HostGator, it's free and it's simple. And because you're an unmistakable creative listener, you're getting 30% off all of their hosting packages. So visit hostgator.com slash creative and use the promo code creative at checkout for 30% off. Um, you know, one of the, the other things that really struck me was that you're taking a very different approach to to what is a mainstream industry. Because some of the things that I heard in the documentary series really kind of horrified me. Like when I, I heard um, Suze Randall's daughter talking about the fact that she's like, yeah, I won't photograph people dunking women's heads in toilets. I was like, what? I was like, that actually happens? Like, I guess I guess it does. Uh, a lot of, of, of bad things are definitely happening. Uh, I'm I have to tell you that that as 
I don't like that kind of porn. It's sure. not something that I'm looking at. So yeah. I know very little about about that horrifying porn out there. Now and then I decide to go and check out kind of the porn tubes to see what is happening. And I always get very, very shocked when I do so because I see images that I find disturbing and very ugly. And for me, it's kind of an anti-erotic experience. And that's not at all what, what I want when I, I'm looking to get turned on, right? Uh -huh. I'm looking for positive, great, beautiful images. So when I when I go to these sites, I get out of there very quickly. Also because of the of the advertisement uh, that you see, uh, that are many times very very disturbing, playing with um, with the image of two young girls. Uh, I mean, we all know that you cannot uh, you cannot use you know, women who are under 18 years old in, uh, in pornographic movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, they play a lot with the image of these young women and they make them look younger than they actually are. Uh, and it's, it's just horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm curious, what do you think that um, the misperceptions uh people who are, are not in the industry have of people who work in the industry of actors, actresses, like what do we not like? What misconceptions do we have about the lives of these people? Well, I think that many people believe that porn performers are promiscuous and like uh, dark kind of, of people. And I have to say that that's not uh, not true at all. Most people that I met are very charming, very intelligent, they are very healthy, they take a lot of care of themselves and their careers, and they're saving money because most of them are very aware that this is a career that has an end to it, kind of, and they invest in buying, you know, apartments and planning for, for their future. That's the kind of, of people I mostly meet. And I think that what we see in the media when it comes to, to porn actors and actresses is a whole different kind of image. Uh, you see vulnerable people uh, not uh, really being able to take care of themselves. And I know uh, for a fact that many of, of, of these performers, they are very, very careful when it comes to journalists and media because they feel that they easily try to manipulate them into being that vulnerable person instead of showing you know their strengths mm -hmm. um what uh what has been the response to your work from the mainstream porn industry particularly men in the industry 
Well, uh, it's hard to talk about women in the industry because there are very few of them. (laughs) Seriously, this is still a world that is completely men-dominated. That's how it is. And that's exactly one of the reasons why I feel that it's so important for women to get involved in, in the industry to start telling our points of view, how we live sex, how we want sex, what do we want to see. And every year I have to tell you that there are more and more and more female creators, uh, more women behind the camera uh, daring to, to get into this business. But anyways, uh, the reactions I had, I had uh, some very positive reactions, but then I had, I obviously had a lot of very negative reactions from men, you know, the typical kind of porn stud dude uh, telling me that basically what I'm doing is ridiculous, that I'm a feminazi, that what is my problem, why do I need to critique pornography? because why don't they have right to you know see a big pair of boobs kind of and uh, and then the typical uh, sexist comments saying that who do I think I am uh, there behind the camera why don't I get in front of the camera and take off my clothes because I must be a very frustrated uh, woman kind of Uh, and I had people also saying hey, why don't you go, you know, back to Sweden to milk some cows? And that kind of very, very, very difficult, sexist, horrible reactions. Uh, And it shows a lot what kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. What do you think it's going to take for more women to actually uh, get involved in the industry and be as vocal as you are uh, about the way women are portrayed in this industry? Well, uh, I think there's a few different things that kind of stop a lot of people. And one of them is that, uh, for example, when it comes to female filmmakers, that they are afraid of being classified as pornographers because it's not something that is, you know, has a a great culture status to it. Uh, So I think that holds back uh, quite many people. Uh, And then uh, we also have to to remember that it is is difficult also to... um, to grow a, bis- a business model uh, in when you work with 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 adult with something adult related because you are very like hold back you know it's it's sometimes it's difficult to, to find a, a bank to find you know a, a credit card company the credit card uh, processors fees and all this you know that you need to really be able to to make a business out of it uh, the percentage are very very high when it comes to adult products um, you can't use for example PayPal you are not allowed to uh, that makes it more difficult for 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 buyers to uh, to buy your product um, and then we have all the the social the social media 
that uh, they most of them they don't want to promote adult uh, material even if we're not talking about showing explicit images here but still uh, I can get messages from platforms like Vimeo for example or YouTube saying that I can't put up a trailer of my films because uh, even if the trailer is completely clean of erotic images uh, I am still promoting an adult brand um, and uh, I, I mean it's 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 a difficult uh, you feel sometimes you feel very hold back you know if you were to sell clothes or shoes or whatever it would be so much easier to grow the business uh-huh. yeah um on that note, I am curious, how do you make um, something like porn financially viable uh, in a market that is flooded by content that's free? Mm, a lot of people ask me that question. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> of course. But then look at the content, really. It's very, very different. I mean, I... Uh, it, it, there's no comparison between it. I mean, if you go to, to all these sites that has free material, it's just, you know, ugly shot. It's in bad definition. Uh, there's no creativity to it. There's no art to it. There's no, there's, there's nothing. It's just, you know, sex, different position, uh, between people having sex, that's what it is. If you look at, at, at my movies, they are actual movies. Uh, there's a, a huge amount of work uh, behind every movie. Uh, it's fought, it's written, it's casted, uh, you know, there's a whole uh, cinematic vision to it. So it's two completely different products, really. Uh, and people, uh, I mean, my audience, uh, the, the members of my sites online, uh, they are very supportive. They do understand definitely the difference and they do understand that uh, you can't, uh, you can't consume uh, a product like that if you don't pay for it. It's not viable. It's not possible. It's not poss possible and it's not ethically correct right because i need to be able to pay my crew and my cast and my staff and you know all people working uh on these films and then it's also you know it's the the, the platforms online the platforms i have online they are all very very beautiful taken care of they have good services uh they have good good streaming or downloading possibilities you can watch the movie in the format you need in high definition with the subtitles you want uh so it's you know it's the whole package really mm -hmm. You know, I asked you about misperceptions, and I realized I wanted to ask you one other question. So I think usually when we think about our misperception of porn, um, we don't really think about the role of male performers. It's usually female performers that people are thinking about, uh, at least me being a guy, that that's usually where my sort of ideas come from. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really curious, you know, what are what are the misconceptions of the, the lives of male performers? Like what what do guys think about male performers that, you you know, you as somebody who produces this work uh, knows is completely inaccurate? Uh, well, what do, I mean, 
the, the male role in mainstream porn is kind of curious because you don't see much of the men really. Most of the time you see the female body, it's on her, the camera is on her all the time and the only thing you basically see of the guy is his penis. <laughs> that's that's kind of, 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 of how it works and I think that is something that is very frustrating for a lot of women who actually wants to see the men and they want to watch their bodies and they want to watch you know their face expressions and they want to see the interchange between the performers uh, but what do people think about male performers well, basically that they are some kind of penetrative uh, sex machines uh, just interested in kind of you know fucking 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 but it's, it's not true at all again the most of the performers that I met they are very sweet they are charming they are fun uh, they are great people uh, I think that 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 uh, porn in itself tries to it tries to objectify these people so many times so it forgets kind of to to humanize them to make them people and i think that for me uh, that's what i'm looking for you know i'm really when i do when i do casting what i'm looking for is real people i'm looking for people who have a great personality, people who want to be in front of the camera, who uh, are uh, very sex positive, body positive, who, who, who enjoys it. That's, I mean, for me, the most important thing when I uh, introduce people to each other is trying to find people that are really wanting each other, that have that chemistry, that are into each other. That is when it's really, really working. I always ask my uh, performers, men and women, to tell me with who they would like to work. That's the best way for me to, to, to make sure that they have that kind of connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I want to ask a few questions that actually came from our, our listeners because I, I put a post on Facebook saying that I was interviewing and I don't usually do that. Um, but some of the questions were pretty interesting. So one of them was, um, how do you separate, separate yourself from the commentary that you get from others um, without feeling badly about porn? And, you know, basically, they're just curious about how you handle um, the emotions of all of this. I, I don't really understand the question. You know, Sorry. I, I, I think, that, you know, what I'm curious about is how do you handle the commentary? Like, how do you manage not to let it get you down? And how do you handle your emotions when you're dealing with negative commentary or even positive but, commentary? But I, have, I have so few negative commentary, really. I mean, the, the, the negative commentary I have, it's the typical chauvinist guy who doesn't understand what I'm doing. And I mean, his comments, it's not something that, that really gets to me, you know, because it's something that women all over the world world and feminists all over the world suffers every day and a lot of them so that doesn't even get to me uh, what really gets to me is all the positive comments that you know just fills me up with with extreme joy and happiness of people really enjoying the work understanding it being thankful I get so many comments from men who tell me that uh, they had never been able 
people to watch uh, a porn movie with their wives or girlfriends before because they always the, the women always said like hey no no way I'm gonna watch this and then suddenly they watch these movies together and they connected and they're writing to me saying hey Erica thank you so much I had like the best night ever uh, and I get a lot of that positive feedback Mm, wow. So I know we've kind of touched on this, but I wanted to come back to this question because it was interesting. Um, this came from another one of us. Could watching porn be used as a constructive self-love at slash self-care experience? And uh, do you believe that it can build your sexual confidence or deter it? And is there a healthy way to watch it and not objectify the opposite sex? And then do you think that there's a relationship between watching porn and spirituality, which I, I think is a really interesting question, mm-hmm. which are like I, four I, questions I, in one again. Yeah. Yes, that was a lot of, of, of information to take in. But yeah. yes, I, I do think uh, that it can be uh, very, very positive on you and it can really help you to feel better about yourself and your own sexuality. Uh, and I, the, the funny thing when it comes to sex really is that sex is everything. Sex is life. You know, we are here on this planet because people had the sex. We exist because two people decided to have sex at one point. There's so few people that was born in a laboratory, you know? So sex is everything to us. It's extremely important. Uh, and, 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 and you said, does it connect to spirituality? Spirituality, difficult world. Yeah. Um, well, I... I I think that just in that kind of idea, it does really. Wow. Well, um, this has been, oh, here's one last one. There's two more questions (laughs) I have. I I just realized this is another one that I wanted to ask. Um, If there's one woman you could have lunch with living and dead, who would they be? Oh, right, right now, I'm so into Jill Soloway. She's, she's like, I love her. I think she does so great work. I don't know if you have watched her last series on Amazon called I Love Dick. It is amazing. I would, I would love to just sit down and have lunch with her and talk about uh, female desire. Wow. And filmmaking, of course. I mean, for me, it's, it's, I'm really, with the work I'm doing, I'm putting together the things that I like most in life, you know. It's, it's, for me, it's all about filmmaking and, and sex and feminism and, you know, that's, that's what I want to do, really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this has been just fascinating as I expected it would be. So I have one last question for you, which is how we finish all of our interviews at The Unmistakable Creative. What do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? Again, what do you think it is that makes somebody or something unmistakable? Unmistakable. Uh, what? What can that be? I don't know. Uh, oh no, I don't have a good question. Answer for the last question. This is horrible. I'm sitting here, you know, in my in my at my home in my little office looking out at the Mediterranean trying to think about a great dancer and I feel like I have none. What is it? Um, well it's your inner inner lust maybe. Mm. Wow. Well um, like I said this has been fascinating as I expected it would be. Uh, where can people learn more about you and your work? 
Well, at ericalast.com. Uh, there you have a lot of, of information about who I am. Uh, you can write, you can read about my ideas in my blog, and you can watch trailers of my films. And uh, yeah, ericalast.com. Awesome. And for everybody listening, we will wrap the show with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Unmistakable Creative Podcast. While you were listening, were there any moments you found fascinating, inspiring, instructive, maybe even heartwarming? Can you think of anyone, a friend or a family member who would appreciate this moment? If so, take a second and share today's episode with that one person, because good ideas and messages are meant to be shared. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch, the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.